If you love talking about cats, but your friends and family are kind of over it, this is the podcast for you. Join your hosts, Danielle Stray-Woolley and Elizabeth calico Gearhart on the Jersey Podcasts, where everyday cat lovers share funny stories, challenging situations, and ask their questions about cats. All right, let's get right into this episode. Hi, everyone. I'm Danielle Woolley. And I'm Elizabeth Gearhart. And we are the, the Jersey, Jersey Podcasts. Podcasts. Oh, I, I think we might have. I wasn't going to jinx it. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. So we have Mary Beth Decker with us today. We're so excited to talk to her. She is a true cat person. She showed us our cat creds on video. She's got all She's cat legit. Stuff she passes over. the test. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome, Mary Beth. And uh, what would you like to talk about? What attracted you to the show? Well, it, it, I love the name, the podcasts. So it's like, oh my goodness, these are people we thought we were so cats. clever when we came up with that. We were like, well, oh my gosh, so this is amazing. <laughs> oh, and it, um, the other thing that you know I love is something that's focused on cats because um, there, I have cats and dogs. But there's a lot of people that are like. Mike, the cat is not like my dog. And like, like, well, yeah, but that doesn't mean it's hor- they're horrible people. They're just cats. Yeah. And I, and I love that you're focusing on the joy of cats. So can I say it that way? Yeah. <laughs> so I think you bring up a good point because in the questionnaire that Danielle put together and sends out to everybody who comes on the show, you said one thing you could talk about was how cats and dogs can live peacefully in a house together, right? Yeah. Yes, I, at least at least it's working in my house. I am I'm not a cat behaviorist. I, I'm I'm an intuitive animal communicator, which mm-hmm. using telepathy and all that sort of stuff. But I my my guys get along really well, and I have to tell you, uh, the my two cats, they we lost uh, a, a year ago. We lost. Both our dogs and one of our cats. We have three dogs and two cats. Excuse me, two dogs and three cats. <laughs> Let me get that right. <laughs> so the two dogs are gone. We're gone. One of the cats were gone, mm-hmm. and they perked up when we brought the two new dogs in. They're like, you know, it's just not right. They drive me nuts because we got a young feisty one, but they <laughs> were just so happy. Bring like new playful energy into the home. Yes, yes. It's like it's just a great household without without a couple dogs. Now, how did you do the introductions for them? I knew that's yeah. where you were going, Elizabeth, because we were just talking about that like a week or two ago. Yeah, you know, uh, we didn't do anything that is recommended. It <laughs> 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 still worked. Um, we 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 che- well, we did check, and we said, you know. And we saw pictures of them hanging around with cats. So like, well, okay, it's probably pretty good. But we brought Newton. Newt came in first just before Christmas. And the cats hid. Uh, and then they started coming out. And Newt was like, oh, okay, cool, right? Let's see. Let's be friends. And then um, they worked it out. Uh, I think the fact that the cats can get up high and they eat up high. Mm-hmm. So there's never that, there's never the fight about food. Uh, That's important. Right? Yeah. And like, them their own they, spaces. 
they have their own spaces. And when, you know, I've got the little cat thing here. When they've had enough of them, they, they can go up high. Mm-hmm. So they got their choices about when they want to hang out. Uh, and then Molly came in and she's a little uh, small rat terrier, about 15 pounds. And uh, she's full of energy. And they're like, oh, my God. But we introduced him anyway. And Bunny, my cat, she was just like, oh, I'm going to teach you what I like and don't like. And so if uh, Molly, the dog, came up too rambunctious, Bunny wouldn't use her nails, but she'd go flap. Like a warning. Mm. Like, get out of here. You and um then she'd jump up and go away and then they'd come back and now um they sleep on the bed together. So Aww. um I'm not sure I have any perfect formula. Uh well you uh, um, so here's the formula that I heard okay. is you let them have their space, mm-hmm. you sense and, and kept in touch of like how they were behaving. You know, you didn't just like throw them all in a room together and say, figure it out. (laughs) And you kept the cats up high, which they love. I mean, vertical spaces. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, my Cushy and Lily are sleeping on the cat tree in the family room and they're like way up high on the cat tree. They can sleep anywhere, but like the cats like being up high and having their food up high was is really smart. Like I've known people that have cats and dogs and they always have to keep the cat food up because the dogs, of course, are going to lick the bowl clean. Uh, but yeah, that's a really great solution. I hadn't heard that before. I, I think it's one that's probably frowned about because they we put the food, we, we put a newspaper down, but we put the food on the dining room table. And the oh, yeah, you know. I can't well, even say anything about that because I was that person that the first cat that we got into the house, Callie, I said, she's not going on the furniture because I'm allergic to cats, by the way, for whoever you haven't <laughs> shared that with yet. <laughs> um, so she wasn't allowed on any of the furniture. And then, okay, she has to stay downstairs. And I had no idea that, you know, who what I thought I was doing because cats don't listen to any of that. Um, then she started coming upstairs. Okay, she's not allowed on the bed. Okay, and then she moved into the bed pretty much. Um, <laughs> now I just, it's too much chaos for me to like tell them where they can or can't go. If I have company, I just clean the table. Like it's not a big deal. So I just let them yes. go wherever they want. I just don't yeah. care. Right. Mine go, well, I have trained Max not to go on one counter because there's one counter in the kitchen where I have his medicine. And when it's time to take his medicine, I put him up there. And give him his medicine up there. Oh, so he that he purposely it. avoids it. <laughs> he hates that counter. That's effective. <laughs> Gosh. But otherwise, they, yeah, they pretty much go wherever they want. But they're, yeah. you know, who cares? Like Danielle said, if you're going to eat there, just clean it off, you know? That's what we do. It's really simple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But to that point, I do have friends that say, I hate cats are disgusting because they jump on counters and all that stuff, too. So it's just well, interesting how people pick and choose. And we've actually had a couple episodes of cats versus dogs. Not that we don't love them all, but then when we talk about, okay, you think cats are gross, let's talk about how gross dogs are. <laughs> well, I have one more. I have one oh. story that this, this just brought to mind for me. So my brother lives out in the sticks in the middle of Eastern Oregon, and he had friends out there that had a goat, and the goat would come into their house and jump up on their kitchen table. Oh, they, they had a goat on their table really i don't feel so bad <laughs> i think it's funny how we have all these random animal stories we came to talk about cats but it's fun to talk about like how fun animals are because now you're reminding me of a story um my dad used to have a little 
mini go pygmy go i forget what it was called Aww. but her name is maggie get it <laughs> <laughs> um, and they were away and i was checking in on her like while they were away and she was missing and there was a note that said we think we have your goat she like got out of her pen or whatever and wound up and it was like in a residential neighborhood where they had this it wasn't like a farmland or anything um and sure enough they just the goat, I guess, knew where to go. It was another house. And they had a pig inside. They had, they did inside. animal rescue, I guess. So and when I got there, the goat was just in their living room. They're like, oh, here's your goat. I'm like, okay, thank you. And at the time I had a sports car. So I had to load this thing into my Mustang <laughs> and drive it back to my dad's house. It was quite the ordeal. Okay. Who's behind you there? Oh, he's leaving. That's Loki. That's Loki. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So Danielle, you actually rescued an, a dog. So I wouldn't call it rescue a dog, um, but I have a feeling, Mary Beth, you're similar that animals kind of know to go to you. There's a dog a couple Mm -hmm. blocks away from me that's gotten out before. And while everybody else was running away from me because it was a pit bull, I just pulled over and opened my door to see, you know, does he have a tag or anything? And he just jumped in my car and I couldn't figure out what house it was. Called the police station. They said, bring it. Um, same thing happened again, but I was on my way to a doctor's appointment. So I didn't have time to go around. So I just opened the door. I'm like, all right, let's go. He jumped in, <laughs> brought him back to the police station. And I said, if you look back through your records, I found him once other t- one other time. So I think he keeps breaking the fence maybe, but it's just crazy or not that this, these things happen to me, like wherever I go. And there was tons of cars because it's a main road. And as I was driving up, he just ran into the middle of the road and sat in the middle of the road, barking at all the cars. <sighs> So Mary Beth, do you ever get animal encounters like that? Um, let's see. Let me, how do I'm going to say that? Um, I always I've met a lot of people. Also, that I always I'm going to say that I have a strong belief that we and our animals decide we're going to meet. We're going to meet, and we're going to be part of each other's life. And even and I I, even I can't think, take any more animals, Mary Beth. Don't even go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, Loki's really showing off today. Yeah, oh my yeah, gosh! Yeah. But, but that's what and 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 mine it was. Uh, I just it's kind of a. I just know this is going to be my aunt, my next dog, or my next cat, and things like that. So um, I maybe have a bit of a different version, but but I do think that this pup that you kept running into is like i'm not at the right home where's danielle <laughs> oh there she is okay let me jump in her car that's that that would be my story yeah well there's another thing too mary beth that i thought of from the very beginning of this episode mm-hmm. and i'm the same way and i think danielle's the same way it's like we have to have a certain number of animals and so if one of them leaves the planet or physically leaves the planet they may spiritually be around then we have to get another one right I think we need to work on getting you that extra cat still, Elizabeth. I would like to, but my, you know, my better half (laughs) isn't really into it. Although we did have a breakthrough. Cushy actually was playing with Max. Cushy initiated it. He hates Max, but he initiated a little bit of playtime with Max. So that maybe there's hope. Now, is that still Loki? No. No, there's another black that's see so you guys all saw it here first yeah thor be reached out and grabbed loki but he's obsessed with him right now and i think it's because i have the the foster cat i started opening up where he can go i gave him free reign at the house now oh so you he can get did. comfortable 
So Mm -hmm. now Loki is his buddy. So when we first rescued Uh Thor, he was so distraught because he had originally been in a home where he was abandoned. We don't know for how long until they came to do the clean out and found Mm -hmm. him and like nine other cats. Mm -hmm. So all the other cats got adopted, um, but he was just completely shutting down in the shelter. So I was like, this is my cat. And it was right after Callie had passed. So I was like, I... I need this. And I told my husband, I'm just going to go check on him. He looks so sad and came home with him. Um, And now, like, he needs to know where Loki is all of the time. And I actually Mm. have been trying to figure out how to, like, ease it. Because now Loki's going nuts because Thor just chases him everywhere. And if Loki (laughs) doesn't give him attention back, he swats at him. So, Mary Beth, any ideas on that? (laughs) Um. All right, let me get quiet here for a second. Um, you know, people like us who love our animals at this level, we've already got an intuitive connection going with them. And I would just say one of the, one of the things that, as an animal communicator that I found is if you focus on both of them and you show in your mind's eye the behavior you'd like with a lot of love, I believe that gets through. Um, I kind of, I use the love connection. I teach people to use a love connection, but I would really start using your imagination and you can talk to them and say, look at guys, this is what I really want to see. And you picture it in your head. Doesn't work. um, It's not like immediate, but, but I have had success with that from the, the intuitive side of the relationship. Yeah. That reminds me of like, when you say like, I don't want blah. Like all you hear it is blah, <laughs> not yeah, that I true. don't want. So you flip right. it around. That's interesting. Definitely good, yeah. Definitely show them what you do want, uh, mm-hmm. and and how and feel the emotion of like the joy and the relief, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, them getting together. And, yeah. Uh, so for now, what I've been doing is I've been giving Thor extra attention, but you can Loki. see he's just looking right through me. Like, where's Loki? Where's Loki? I don't care about you. Where's Loki? And Loki's yeah. like over it. He's like hissing at him. Like, get away from me, man. Give me space. <laughs> we had the weirdest thing happen. So we had some friends over Saturday night and they're dog people. They're not really cat people. Well, they're allergic. But what happened was Kushi, who is in the little Lord Fauntleroy outfit behind me, if you're looking at this on YouTube, but he's 12 years old. He was so affectionate with these people and they were petting him and the the man was sitting on a couch with his hand up and Kushi walked and put like his tail through the guy's fingers like but Max wouldn't have anything to do with them like he was furious and usually Kushi and Max are in competition I don't know why Max didn't like him but he was really mad that they were there <laughs> what's so funny interesting yeah yeah so I have to say, Mary Beth, my cats like you because I just saw Tony run in the background too. It's rare that we see them all. So we've got yeah. three out of the five cats in my house right now have popped in, made a breeze by appearance. Wait, I thought you had four. You have five? I have four cats and I'm fostering Luffy. Oh, the, so the honker. The honker? Yeah. yeah. And I actually learned that he was honking just because he didn't have great voice. I don't know if it's because he was tired or sick or from being outside. There's Tony again. Yeah. Um, and look, it's a it's a kitty parade. Oh, my God. Three it. of them just went by. If you listen to this Thor, podcast, go to our YouTube channel. Because right. <laughs> Thor has to be wherever Loki is right now. It's so crazy. <laughs> it was like an in line, though. It was like something from a TV commercial. <laughs> oh, gosh. What, what was I even saying? 
<laughs> oh, honking. honking, honking cat. So now it sounds instead of like a honk, it sounds more like a ha ha when he he meows. But I think it's just because he was so tired and sick, and now that he's like inside and rested, he can meow a little bit now. But it's so faint and cute. It's not like obnoxious and loud and like hey, but he's still crying a little bit to be let back outside where he came from. Oh. So, but he's doing good. Um, but again, when Thor goes down, I have to try to keep them separate because I don't want him to be fearful because yeah. Thor's being a bully. Yeah. So Mary Beth, oh. do you have a favorite cat and dog story? I, I think we're running out of time, but if you have one yeah, thing. I, I, I want to tell you this one because you, you have to. Um, so I, I was in training in Southern California. I'm in uh, Alexandria, Virginia. Okay. So I'm in Southern California doing animal communication training. And my husband texts me and he said, I went to the pet store to get cat food. And I came home with the cat. I'm like, what? <laughs> he says, no. He says, I went over to him, you know, I have the cats that, you know, around, they're up mm-hmm. for adoption. I put my finger in and she grabbed my finger and she says, I'm so sick of being here. Take me home, please. And, I'm, and I believe, one, I believe he's telling the truth, but what better story can you tell somebody who loves cats and, and believes in animal intuition mm-hmm. so um i'm like okay i'm gonna come home to a new cat whose name is shadow and i, I just loved how she came into our lives through my husband so that's my quick story i love okay. it and and you have a book right i do i have um let me do it real quick peace and passing comfort for loving humans during animal transitions um i i uh it's hard. It never gets easy. And so I gave a lot of information about how to help people navigate that so so that you can uh, feel connected and feel good about, that's a bad word to use, to feel peace about. I knew what you meant. You yeah. knew what I meant. Thank you. Even before, during, and after, because there are so many stories of connecting with our animals, even after they passed, that uh, I think the connection, the love connection it's forever. Mm-hmm. It's forever. So, yeah, I agree. And I feel like this is something the listeners really need to hear because we've had a couple people come on and talk about this topic. And I love that there's support for stuff like this because, I mean, we still have, and we'll never take it down in our living room. We have a special spot where we have all of Callie's stuff after she passed because she was, mm-hmm. she was part of our family. Yep. Yeah. 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 Well, Checkers is still. In our hearts and minds all the time. She has a little grave in the backyard with an angel on top of it. Mm-hmm. We remember her every time we see it. We remember her all the time anyway. But yeah, so uh, I mean, I am at peace with it. She had a really good life, but I miss her still. It's been a long, you know, a year and a half. Mm-hmm. But but that's what we know when we adopt them, right? We know yeah. we're, that's what we're going to get. Like, you yeah. know, so. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you, Mary Beth. This was a wonderful conversation. I feel like we could talk for hours. Mm-hmm. And I was just looking at the clock. I was about to ask my final question. What is something that you're excited about or looking forward to? And how can people connect with you? Okay. So something I was excited about is I thought, what it would be like if would it be like if there was somebody who could communicate intuitively, telepathically with their animals in every family? So I started this thing called the Family Animal Communicators Community, and um, I put a bit of a mini version of my You Connect 
animal communication class in there pre-recorded. We do practices every week, excuse me, every month. There's a couple of them. And um, boy, I, sh- I would love people who want to just do that next step, go there. And you can find me best on my website, sacredgrove.com. I got to spell it because I've heard some variations, but they're not right. S-A-C-R-E-D-G-R-O-V-E.com. You win the spelling bee. Well done. (laughs) And is the link to your community for teaching people to communicate on your website? It sure is. It's under the work with me stuff. So yeah, hopefully you'll find find it. Well, thank you for all that you're doing to help kitties and and dogs too. And making sure people know that they both can hang out together. Um, And thank you for being on. Yeah. What a joy. Thanks. Appreciate this. All right, everybody. If you'd like to join our Facebook community, you can join us on facebook.com, the Jersey Podcasts community. We are at the jerseypodcasts.com website. And if you'd like to be on the show, you can fill out the guest form there. And we'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening. Let's keep the conversation going. Give this podcast a rating so other cat lovers can find it. Connect with the Jersey Podcasts on social media or visit thejerseypodcasts.com and leave a message sharing a story or question about cats. Thanks again for joining us. And we'll catch you in the next episode.